0: what you're doing over there eight o'clock let's shoot for eight o'clock oh, okay <laughs> so, dude it's like 15 minutes 18 it's gonna take us longer than that yeah, no. anyway this is simple theology a podcast that connects theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the christian faith i'm robert kane
1: and i am rick rublich
0: mm. and it's monday al <laughs> <Owl. laughs> june 3rd or june 3 2019 I'm Rick Romlick, and this is The Briefings, is daily brief- analysis of news and events from a Christian worldview.
1: If I had the brain of Al Mohler, then I could do The Briefing. I can't even
0: say the date right.
1: Yeah. That's brilliant. Anyway, they didn't tune in to listen to Al Mohler.
0: <sighs> Maybe they, they should They
1: tuned in. To listen to me give a few more critiques on Rob's service oh, from boy. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this is the
0: first time that we have recorded multiple episodes in one sitting. For a while. For Yeah, for a while. Not first time ever. I should clarify that. <laughs> for a while. Yeah, we've been we've been flying by the seat of our pants. It's amazing that we've even been able to get out an episode every week. But now we're getting one in the bank. Mm-hmm. So we're basically yeah. going to be on vacation. All right, so what's, what's the other critique? What would you give me?
1: Um... You had a really good reflective question at the end. Um, what was it? Something about what's still your when stolen your attention. Uh, things are stealing our attention. Mm-hmm. What is it for you? You asked people mm-hmm. to reflect on that. That was really good. Top tip of the cap to you, buddy.
0: Tip of the cap. Um, the bowler's yeah, we'll cap.
1: Yeah, we'll leave it right there.
0: <laughs> that was so you had two nice things to say, and the rest of them were pretty negative. So you're like, yeah, I exhausted the nice things. I exhausted to there. the list. You know what? Thank I think you.
1: I made that last one up. <laughs>
0: No, anyway. Thanks, Rick. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: Hope you guys' week went well. Yeah. Um.
0: Hopefully, by now, the Raptors are either... Know, hopefully, they're they heading in the series.
1: Hopefully, they won.
0: Oh, boy. If only. One can dream. One can dream. We always we always, you know, root people, against the unholy trinity.
1: People are always looking for the underdog. Yeah.
0: You know? Let me, let me explain the unholy trinity. Thing, oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the sports <laughs> unholy trinity. So... Current dynasties right now, University of Alabama College Football, mm-hmm. New England Patriots, Professional Football, yep. and Golden State Warriors, NBA. Correct. Okay. I have a strongest is, uh, is taste. Yeah, there's other ones, but those are the three that bother me the most. Okay. I have a strongest taste for each of those teams. Yeah, Especially, though, especially Golden State, because they're already a strong, really strong team. Do you and just hate them because they're good? No, no, no. Yes and no. But then <laughs> Kevin Durant joined him, who is, like, top three basketball player in the world mm-hmm. because he wanted to get a ring. And so he goes ahead and joins a is team. That, that bad? That's fine winning rings without him. I
1: have a very good point I want to make on this.
0: I would I love, love to know. hear it.
1: You want me to do it right now?
0: Yeah, I think I'm done with my argument.
1: Okay. So, Rob, there are plenty of ways that you can get into ministry and getting to get moving on stuff and be involved. But you have the desire to go to a very nice church and do an internship there. They, they're they very well known. They have lots of resources. You, I say, when you say
0: very nice, you make it sound like they've got like all the nicest equipment and all no, the. No, no, no. Listen, like you listen make people, it sound like people it's,
1: know our take on this stuff. Okay. We're old We're not school. showy. Yeah, we're not right? showy. They, they have. It's a very healthy They're very church. robust theologically, yes. they have great. Bandwidth for ministry and for training of people. And there are plenty of guys who could go there and grow that internship and, and go use that as a launching pad for other great things. I
0: see where you're going with this.
1: And, and you're going there, too. All right. So this whole like Kevin Durant just went there to get a ring like that is selfish. It's just for him. I, I think a little reflection time in the mirror could. Uh, nope. Yeah. I yep. think it's you're comparing an you.
0: apples and oranges, baby, because here's the thing is that not all. Churches are going to do church, quote unquote, the same way. And
1: not all NBA teams are going to win.
0: Yes, but they're all playing the same sport, and, and they, so are all churches. the rules apply. You can win a ring anywhere, and there's no rings to win in ministry, Rick.
1: There's crowns. There's records to sell with our <laughs> with our band, our books.
0: <laughs> oh man, the no.
1: the philosophy, of the argument holds true. You're going to a very nice place because there is. Great fruit to be reaped there. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. They're doing something very well, and they are attracting people no, 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 no. very well. Yes, yes, they are. Listen, very Golden good. Golden State's they're, the worst. They're doing great things. I don't. <laughs> Golden State's the worst. <laughs> Donald Trump over right. here. <laughs> I don't know who is still listening.
0: Kevin Durant. Okay. Needs to leave. All right.
1: What are we talking about Hopefully today? Hopefully Clay Thompson and Boogie too. Just segue. Too. Somehow make a segue. I
0: don't know. What, what would be a segue here? Hopefully, this is Golden State's last appearance Okay. To the finals. It's their last advent? No, no, no. Yeah, their last <laughs> advent. And today, we're talking about the second, or maybe better defined, as the last Adam. Mm. You like that segue? Was that good? That is decent. It's decent? We're
1: talking okay. about Jesus. All right, all right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. Throw down a definition for All right, us. a
0: little deaf. So, Jesus as second Adam. What's or that? Jesus as the last Adam. So, here we go. The first Adam, who uh, went by the name Adam. which is just hebrew for man but anyway we got 13 um, the first adam in his disobedience brought sin and death into the world christ the second or last adam undoes the work of the first wherein his obedience to the point of death brings life and righteousness so where does the bible talk about this rick Mm,
1: i think you can old romans five 12 through 21 we're, mm. gonna, we're gonna go through that text yep so so it
0: talks about it in several places and we'll put some of the references in the show notes um however the for the sake of time we're going to go through one of the passages probably one of the most explicit in tying the the Old Testament to the new because here on this podcast we don't believe that you should unhit yourself from the Old Testament mm-hmm. you should actually show how the the Old Testament is still um, relative for teaching and for reproof and, and what is that passage second Timothy 3 16 17 hmm it's, it's still profitable. Yeah. And so... Um, all of Scripture. All of Scripture. God but we, we interpret the Old Testament in light of the New. And so this passage right here, Romans 5, connects both of them together really well. Yes. So it's... Man, Rick, it's a long passage. And I don't think I'm going to have the stamina Buddy, or the you, endurance.
1: You go all the way through 17. To be able to do up. it all.
0: You're going to pick me up?
1: At verse 18.
0: That makes it much more you feasible. Got this you got All right. This. Here we go. Here we go. Romans five. That was a big bang. Romans five.
1: Wait, like doctrinally, the earth was a big
0: bang. Yeah, we just know who banged it. Do I have a sound effect for that?
1: Are you are you an old or a young earther or old earth? I wish I did. Yeah.
0: You know, I I'm not settled on that. Like I lean towards young earth, but I'm I'm really not. Al totally... Buller's a young earth guy. Is he? Mm-hmm. He's a smart guy. Yeah, I know. He's a smart guy. And, right. I, and I've gone through the Creation Museum in Kentucky, and that it was but that super doesn't convince you. It was super convincing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was like, wow, I this just helps tie everything together. Um, but there's just a lot of guys that I have a lot of respect for who mm-hmm. may not be. It doesn't mean that they're, they believe in um, evolution on a macro scale, um, but they say, yeah, maybe maybe Old Earth. Maybe. But not in the same way that atheists or things like that would say. But anyway, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Romans 5, verse 12 starts, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, Death reigned through that one man. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Rick, therefore, take it away.
1: As one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners... So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that, as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Nice. Nice. That's Romans 5, 12-21.
0: Yes. So that was really good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Yes. Um, Rick.
1: So, Rob. So so one thing I think it's important for people to understand, is we talk about this, like, second Adam title um, that the Apostle Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 15. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They're building a house in the house upstairs or what? I don't know. But anyway, um, it's, it's somewhat inactive, I mean, or not in a, inaccurate, in that... He's really the last Adam, or the eschatological. Okay, Eschatology okay. means the so end mean? time things. He's the eschatological Adam, meaning there's the second advent of Christ. He will come and be the last Adam. Um, so he's redeeming his people finally and completely. So maybe the, sometimes people say that the second Adam referring to, could be actually Noah, because Noah was very similar where um, it was like fresh start, the, the earth same commands of, of multiply and, and subdue the earth and multiply yeah. the, the same commands he gave to Adam he gave to Noah Noah also fell in sin I mean obviously he was born into sin where Adam was not Adam was created perfect um, but a lot of similar parallels there as we talk about I mean the, the the similarities of the second Adam could be Noah instead of Christ as far as um, title. So, yeah, I think as we also work through the Old Testament, other titles in the Old Testament include High Priests, um, particularly because of the tabernacle was designed to be the new Eden, um, and for Adam to serve as a high priest there. I think I covered that, kind of.
0: Yeah, no, that's good stuff. It's fascinating to think, like, because I, I, I almost always refer to Christ as the second Adam, um, which is what, like, a lot of Reformed theology— do
1: you, like, in conversation, like, hey— you know, I was reading. Let me tell you about the second Adam. If
0: you would just embrace the second Adam. Let
1: me tell you about the second Adam. Yeah.
0: Have you ever trusted in the second Adam? No, <laughs> but I, like, I never Adam. really thought about that. Yeah. I guess with with a network. lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the Old Testament yeah, of to other Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we we also covered in that passage how Paul he he he, he talks about um, how the first Adam brought sin into the world, right? And then mm-hmm. and then Christ being. The second or the last Adam brings righteousness into the world, and so in so doing, he he kind of undoes the the chain of sin. Um, in that, whereas in in Adam, everything after Adam, because everything, so I'm trying to explain. This. So like, if Adam is born into this uh, into the garden, right? That's perfect, and he's he's created mm-hmm. holy, or he's created. Perfect, without any sin and then he chooses to go away and he's cast out of the garden therefore everything after him Mm -hmm. is going to still be outside of the garden and tainted by sin and so now Christ comes in into this fallen world and he breaks that chain of sin by obeying God's commands perfectly and by making grace available freely Um, and therefore we can for those who turn to him and embrace him as Mm -hmm. Lord and as Savior can be justified So, um, Bavinck has a nice little quote here that says, um, Christ is the second and last Adam who restores what the first Adam had corrupted and takes over what he had neglected. I love the imagery there, Mm -hmm. how like Adam was given this world to to subdue and to, to rule over it, and he chose sin. Yeah. He rebelled against God, and now Christ comes into the world and obeys God perfectly mm-hmm. and takes over what Adam neglected.
1: Yeah. Well, and as, as Christ comes in, I mean, into this idea of a new humanity, um, it's it's um, he begins to not just mirror what righteousness is or display that or show, but for those who are believers, he imputes his righteousness to them. Um, and this... It, and Quote, it says, his obedience is actual. So the reality is it's as if you'd always been like the first Adam. Yeah. Us, as followers of Christ, as if we had never sinned. Um, so our forefather Adam introduced sin, and then Christ removed it from us as if it never were. And as we talk about Christ, one of the words that we're going to talk about is, is a mediator. Right, so he's a mediator between us and God the Father and as we kind of work through it, we're, we forgot to say this earlier but we're kind of in a almost like a little series about the Christ's office the office of Christ um and he's it's kind of threefold there's the we talk about the first or the second Adam today but also Christ as the prophet as a priest and king all his, part of um those the office that he holds. He holds And he begins to mediate through those. We're going to look at that, especially with the Old Testament, Um, with the Old Covenant. Even the grace through the Noahic Covenant. Am I saying that? Noahic Covenant. Noahic. Yeah. Mosaic. The Abrahamic and Davidic Covenants.
0: Yeah, that's one of the beautiful things about... Um, and we can talk about this maybe towards the end, because like you said, we're going to cover second Adam slash last Adam, and then prophet, priest, king, and we'll also cover judge. Yeah. Um, but what we'll see in there is that judge, yeah. Christ is perfectly fulfilling all of the covenants right. prior. Um, I mean, except for kind of the no, the Noahic one with the rainbow, yeah. like that's one that God's going to perpetually um, keep, maintain, but yeah. you see that Christ is the fulfillment. Yes, and, and, of he, the and he,
1: He's functioning as a mediator of grace through all those covenants. Um, so He's taking on the responsibility that that was dropped off by the first Adam, Adam and Eve in the garden, disrupting everything, and then He takes it on and mediates that perfectly.
0: Yeah, and 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 what's cool about that is that Jesus does that as the God Man. So he is fully God who's doing that, but he's also fully man. And so therefore he has the ability to mediate on God's behalf Mm -hmm. and the ability to mediate on man's behalf. And that's what makes him the unique one who can do that. And that's why only through him is there salvation because it can't come through anyone else. We can't be made right with God through anyone else because Christ is the only one who can fit there, stand in between that gap, Perfectly as 100% God and as 100% yeah. man.
1: We, we have an episode, a couple episodes about that. The deity of Christ mm-hmm. and then the humanity of Christ. Yeah. And Hebrews 4 talks about that that great high priest that we have. Yes. And the reason that he, he is a mediator for us.
0: Yeah. And so therefore, those who remain in Adam, those who never do repent and believe the gospel, who never turn from their sin, acknowledge their sin to God and and... and confess it and turn away from it and then it, turn from their sin to christ and embrace him they remain as adam was yeah. earthly yeah but for all those who do that who do confess their sin who do repent and believe the gospel they will be as mm. christ is and bear a, a yeah. heavenly image not yeah. necessarily like the, it's not like we're gonna be walking around with this with this glow around us right but on that day of judgment when christ yeah. does come there will be those who are cast aside and those who are brought in. Those who are brought in will be able to wear Christ's righteousness and we'll be able to bear the heavenly image of the one who paid for our sin and gave us yeah. and his inheritance. In
1: clarification, I mean, that passage, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty nine, 49 says, they shall bear the image of the heavenly man. If, this is not that we're being a, a, res, a restoration of the first Adam's image onto us, but rather the last Adam. Hmm christ and we're going to bear his image
0: yeah no that's good um there is a quote here and this is one of the i mean we were we were studying for this and, and this this passage was so good that mm. rather than summarize it don't summarize it no read i'm just it. gonna read it as is read it, baby and weep yeah so here it is it says one of the most vivid images of the adam christ typology particularly as it relates to the undoing of all that happened in Eden is the scene in the garden of Gethsemane before Christ's trial and crucifixion. Here it is. This is so good. Just as Adam disobeyed in a garden, Christ obeyed in one saying, not what I will, but what you will. Whereas Adam was in a perfect paradise with every need met. Christ Was in a small garden in a fallen sinful world under the duress of a coming crucifixion. Adam had all the resources external to himself provided to him for obedience, yet he failed. Christ had no such resources and obeyed perfectly. Like all the cards, everything was stacked in Adam's favor in a perfect place with all the resources, all of the support, and he failed. Whereas Christ in acknowledging an impending yeah. crucifixion, all everything against him in a small garden, in a fallen world, remains faithful. Yeah.
1: No, that's it's so good. And I had never realized that the point about the two gardens. Yeah, before. me neither. That was really good. Well, wrapping up, I just want to close out with this this thought that um as we talk look at the first Adam, Adam in the garden. People can deny or say that the garden was simply a metaphor. It wasn't, didn't truly happen that way. It was somehow man fell, but we really don't know how it was. Um, and there's arguments to be made for all this stuff. But the point is there had to be an Adam and there had to be a fall of sin. Because historically, if, if it was just a, um, a metaphor, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't a historical, literal Adam who fell bringing sin into humanity then christ's reflection of the last adam is simply a metaphor as well hmm. and it is as, as you lose the si- significance and the bearing of the first adam and what he did you also whether you realize not, are, are losing and dismissing the bearing and the weight of the last adam christ and what he has done so to his, deny historically one you are by definition denying historically the second. Yeah. And that's simply to clarify that people, again, are debating, was there really an Adam, was there really a fall? Yes, there yeah. was. And if you want to deny that, what you're really denying is that Christ is the justifier of the lost, that he's the last Adam who brings and makes all
0: things right. Yeah, that's a good distinction, good clarifier. So as we um, go through our paradigm, head, heart, and hands. Head. So head. Heart. Head. Okay, that's hard. And hands, and hands. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell that we have a a young child.
1: In our our head. It should just intellectually or whatever help us to understand the offices of Christ, and one of those is of the second or last Adam, that he is the one um, who is coming that that crushed the serpent that is making all things right. And that should— give us great confidence in our knowledge of who he is
0: yeah and, and i mean uh, that first covenant that adamic covenant or that um, covenant of works is did you it, cuss is that no cuss word adam's word or adam's name with adam's, i see it at the end adam used the word first yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> um but or the covenant of creation whatever you want to call it See so you hitting your mic nice Ooh, that was loud um it, it just helps us understand that that covenant Right there, was a failed covenant. Mm-hmm. God said, "Do this and you'll live; don't do this and you'll die." And Adam failed. But now we see the last Adam mm-hmm. fulfilling that yes. covenant, and we'll continue to see that throughout the covenants. So, um, how does that,
1: that help us with our heart?
0: That well, I was just I was just t- tapping, oh, onto the, tapping
1: onto the tapping the head. But
0: at, with when it comes to our heart, um, this is one of mm-hmm. the things that I need to remind myself of that. It is not my work that saves me. It is the the work of the one who has redeemed all of those who are in Adam. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Like, man, I need, I need to sometimes just take pressure off myself. That doesn't mean I don't strive for holiness. It right. doesn't mean that I don't try to grow in sanctification and become more holy like God is holy. And beca- I don't know what's happening upstairs. Just... <laughs> that, is, that doesn't mean any of those things. Right. I still pursue those things because I'm a new creature in Christ. I desire to be like him. However, when I fall, because I will fall, I will sin, I need to remind myself that it was never my works that were saving me to begin with. It was yep. always Christ, the, the last Adam. And so I, I yes. that brings me comfort yeah. when it comes to my salvation and when it comes to how I respond to sin.
1: Yeah. Well, in, in, in your response, understanding that that Christ's response, he, as, you, as you mentioned, he faithfully upholds and mediates all of those covenants that he's working through. I mean, through the Old Testament. That he and he will faithfully serve and mediate the covenant that he's of grace, that you are currently in with him and with the Father. Mm. And so that that just trust in that motivation that hey, he's doing that. He's going to continue to do that to motivate me to share that and motivate me to trust that, that he is faithful in that. And in how I live my life and trusting his word and trusting the Spirit. With our I think our our um head heart hands I think where we're at with our hands it's the same thing of this idea of like trusting not just in our saying it verbally or just confessing it and saying I believe that but no I I live it out I hmm. believe one I believe the consequences of it is are eternal heaven or hell so I share the truth with people around me and then two I think just practically understanding man my my God's a covenant keeper yeah. He's a he's a man of his word, um, perfectly. But it can be easy just like ah, yeah, he's God; he keeps his word. But we're called to be like that. Yeah,
0: you know, we're, we're called need to, to strive for that.
1: Who keep our word? So just practically one motivation for evangelism, motivation to trust Christ at His Word. He He is faithful, but also that we would be faithful as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about Christ in that garden. I mean, He is in. All the forces are against him. everything is against him. Yeah. nothing is in his favor, and yet he remains faithful and so when when you're at work, when you're out to eat, whatever it is and and you you feel temptation to to give in to sin, to yeah. embrace sin, just know that Christ went before you, and he also felt that temptation, and yet he was faithful, and we're called to be faithful like him,
1: yeah, is that a breach, yeah. Uh, preach, Okay. Well, hey. preach. So next week, um, we're gonna th- talk about the office of
0: priest. Nope. Prophet. Prophet. Yeah. Pro- oh, prophet, prophet, priest, and king.
1: Prophet, priest, and king. And then judge. And then judge. Yeah. And so tune in next time. Maybe it'll be a little quieter in the background. Oh my goodness! I don't
0: know. You guys are so patient with us. Mm. Oh, and also, um,
1: AudibleTrial.com dot com slash simple theology.
0: Yeah, quick. Well, go with that too. But quick shout out to uh, Raquel Della Barrera. A couple of yeah. episodes ago, we gave Daniel Kirby, yeah, a shout out because oh. he's been a faithful supporter, yeah. and so is Raquel. So Raquel, thank you very much for your support of the podcast. I and can't believe
1: you you left him out. Who, Raquel? That time you're like you just I left said him, him to, out. to her. I can't believe <laughs> you left her out. I think Can it's we?
0: Is it she? Pretty sure. Wow, this is, you just really made this awkward. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> that you're is
1: right. what I'm really. Really good at
0: yeah. Uh, well, you'd be surprised how many people um, ask about Finley, our daughter. Yeah, and are like, "How's Finley doing? How's he doing? How how is he like?" Yeah, uh, Finley, it's a it's a girl. Yeah, and, well, you should because Finnegan her. is like so. Finnegan. Pe- well, people say Finn, right? And they think Finn is short. Finnegan for Finnegan, and that's the guy's version of like Finn, kind of like Alexander and Alexandria. They could both be called Alex. How many
1: women do you know named Alexandria?
0: Uh, probably a couple. I don't know. No, you don't, you don't know any. I went to school with a couple. I don't no, actually know you do know not. Them. I, seriously. I don't remember them, though. Maybe Victoria's, uh, but I don't know about Alexandria's. But, but like, Finn can be for the male Finnegan or the female Finley. But, and I'm sure there's some that are switched. You know.
1: But met a guy named Claire one time. I thought for sure Raquel was
0: female. Maybe not. It was Claire. Way to make it. But hey, I don't break. know if
1: we said this before, but we have a, a new uh, customer... Review it says on iTunes, but uh, Phil, oh, nice. sixty-three. I feel like this podcast keeps getting or just keeps getting better. Thank you for breaking down high-level Christian doctrine. Phil, oh, Phil, you, you know are what? a sweetheart.
0: You are a gentleman and a scholar, Phil.
1: Um, yeah, I mean it's encouraging because it, it's been a while since we had a review. So Phil is why we do this. Phil, Phil, sixty-three. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Phil, Simple and Raquel.
1: SimpleTheology.org check it
0: out check it check it, check and if you want to join the conversation hashtag simple theology pod
1: yeah we're still waiting to hear what pod stands for pod,
0: P-O-D. you looked it up last oh yeah uh, hopefully somebody told us about it yeah now.
1: if you didn't it's payable on death
0: oh wow I think oh, really? that's, dark. that's a good one on there you go peace out peace out y'all you hit the button Rob. no Rick, it's you you gotta hit the button